You're listening to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe, the European Association for Solar Power. Join us as we shine a light on the latest developments in the solar sector. Hello and welcome to Shine On, a podcast presented by Solar Power Europe. I'm your host, Lucas Clark Memler, and today I have the great pleasure of talking with Julie Bofis, the Secretary General of Europe On, the European Electrical Contractors Association. So thank you for joining us today, Julie. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. And can I ask where you're calling in from today? Well, to be really honest, I'm calling you from my bedroom in Brussels because we are still under lockdown here. That's right. I'm also actually in my bedroom in Brussels. So there you go. So why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and about Europe On? So I'm the new Secretary General of Europe On. I come from France, but I've been working in Brussels for the past four years. As for Europon, this is the Association for European Electrical Contractors. We were founded in 1954. Electrical contractors are the professionals who provide electrical installations for, let's say, buildings, infrastructure, as well as electrical vehicles. It means that we address energy, mobility, climate, building and skills policies. This is a sector of almost 2 million professionals in Europe with 300,000 companies, mostly local SMEs. So basically, we could say that we are the necessary link between the energy industry and the end users. And to put it even more simply, we switch Europe on. In terms of solar energy, electrical contractors are in charge of installing solar panels. They also connect it with the rest of the electrical network of the infrastructure of the house. They do prior checks to be sure that PVs can be installed and connected. And they also do checks after installation for maintenance purpose. Solar installation is growing rapidly, as you know, better than me in Europe, and we are accompanying, accompanying strength gladly. Excellent. Yeah, so clearly an essential part of the European solar sector. Now, I wanted to ask what the situation is for electrical contractors in Europe right now and how coronavirus has impacted the sector. Well, the COVID-19 crisis is not sparing electrical contractors, and the situation is still evolving and getting worse every day, so it's difficult to have a clear vision. All member states are to some extent impacted, as well as the UK, Switzerland, Norway. In two of the countries that were among the first to lock down, so I'm thinking about Belgium and France, construction sites are closed in 70 to 80% of cases. This is of great concern for us because electrical contractors comprise an important share of their activity in the construction sector. What I can say also is that electrical contractors are particularly concerned because their activity comes at the very end of the supply chain. So therefore, when a construction project cannot arrange to work with safe isolation or when a distributor cannot sell materials and tools, it means that electrical contractors have no means to work. Sometimes it's actually impossible to work at all because there is a shortage in safety equipment. If I take the example of electrical contractors in Germany, which is the European country most advanced as far as solar energy is concerned, at the moment, 30% of businesses are reporting shortages in equipment and tools. And among those, 20% are missing equipment for renewable energy, in particular solar modules. Everywhere, work is still ongoing, at least for emergency operations, for example, maintaining a critical building, for example, a hospital or a retirement home. Also, I'd like to say that on Monday, the EU included electrical contractors and engineers on the list of essential services, which are part of the new guidelines concerning the exercise of free movement of workers. So it means a lot to us. 
And one of our greatest concerns is that the crisis will hit very hard our SMEs, which account for a large majority of our members that are particularly sensitive to cash flow shortage. And these shortages are caused by the slowdown of the activity, of course, but also growing delays in payments. So that's why they need the announced public schemes to be implemented very rapidly to cut the risk of liquidation for many small businesses. Yeah, no, that sounds like it's been impacted. And especially for uh, considering the fact that uh, electrical contractors and it's considered an essential service, mm-hmm. I thought you might talk about for those electrical contractors who are still working and for installers who are still working, if you could share any best practices to ensure their safety or any guidelines, uh, especially related to rooftop solar. Yeah. So this this has been all the question of best practices, guidelines ha- has been one of the most pressing issues for us to be able to continue to work. So there are various levels of impact depending on countries and everything is still evolving. But we have, for example, to keep working on emergencies. And in many countries, our activity is recognized as an essential service. So we have still working professionals. But to be able to work at the moment, electrical contractors have to adapt for their own safety. So they also need a clear framework on what to do, how to address customers, suppliers, what to do if a worker is sick, how to get support from the state, how to organize childcare for workers who still go to work outside. And that's where national associations have been extremely fast to answer those concerns. In terms of safety, one of the most common best practices in light of the COVID-19 situation is for electrical contractors to be equipped with masks, gloves at the very least. They also have to keep 1.5 to 2 meters distance between workers. There are also on-site health checks as well. Then national associations have set up websites with FAQs as well as call centers for their company members to be informed and supported. And they've been working swiftly with the national governments to establish clear and comprehensive guidelines which are approved by the state. At the level of Europon, we have set up a forum for our members to exchange together on their best practices, their guidelines, what the EU is doing in this crisis, so that nobody is left behind. And as for solar, I can't say that there are any specific guidelines, but for example, in Finland, it is now forbidden to go install PVs on people's homes because of social distancing rules. And in many countries, Households are delaying their orders for PVs anyway. Finally, I would like to add that some contractors have raised a point which has to be explored. Many public infrastructures, malls, hotels are empty at the moment because of the lockdowns. So it could actually be the perfect time for electrical contractors to come and do maintenance and other operations on site safely. This is something that we have to address. Okay, that's good to know. And in relation to this, and especially moving forward, can you talk about the next steps to ensure a green economic recovery? Well, like many Europeans at the moment, we have some concerns regarding the delivery of the Green Deal. We wonder whether ambitions will remain as high as they were before the COVID crisis. Will EU and national authorities make the recovery a green recovery, focusing investments for clear and renewable energy, electrification, efficiency? That's what we called for. So this is where we joined forces with 30 other European associations, including, of course, Solar Power Europe, to send a letter to EU officials in order to bring their attention on the necessity to use the Green Deal to restart Europe and drive its economy with a focus on EU green recovery. We are very proactive on this. 
For example, when Norway announced new tenders and big public infrastructure plans a few days ago, the national contractors called on their government to focus these investments in green projects. But there are also very negative signals. I'd like to mention Germany, which has been a very proactive and avant-garde country for solar energy, as you must know, over the past 20 years, with the support of their public authorities. But recently, it's been announced that PV installation would no longer be subsidized in a few months. This will be starting in June or July, I think. So this will obviously impact badly the demand side, even more so in the current crisis situation. So to sum up, while in our sector, there are many great challenges to tackle for the future, digitalization and big data, smart energy, battery technology, etc. And we are really ready to push in that direction. But we also are aware that we have a shortage in manpower as well as skills. And first and foremost, we have to survive the current crisis, especially in regard to SMEs. You just mentioned skills back then. And I know that one of the key platforms of Europe On is the Skills for Climate campaign. Can you talk about this campaign and tell us why you focus on skills? Yeah, sure. So the Skills for Climate campaign was launched last November with the collaboration of several fellow associations, including Solar Power Europe. So thank you again. (laughs) If we take the example of solar energy, well, if we consider that 32% renewables are targeted for 2030, and it might actually be increased, and if we assume that PV will cover a conservative 10%, It means that about 12 million installations will have to take place. And this means that there needs to be 3,000 installations a day for the next 10 years. So this begs the question, who will do this work? Because with no installers, with no skilled installers as well, there is no deployment of those technologies and no ensuing emissions reductions. It is a fact that our members are struggling to find qualified and skilled professionals to hire So this is why we launched the campaign and we singled out six recommendations that you can find on our website. But to share a bit with you, it concerns in particular providing support for Skill for Climate into the Green Deal, strengthening public and private partnerships, as well as incentivizing technical education, apprenticeship, as well as up and reskilling. So a big initiative is already in place in Sweden, and we are starting projects in Luxembourg and the north of France. And I hope that despite the current situation, more will come. Yeah, and we wish you good luck with that. Finally, since most of Europe is working from home, perhaps you could tell us what you're currently working on from home and if you have any reflections or lessons learned during this period. Well, electrical contractors can hardly work from home. Because, for instance, electricians have to be installing on construction sites or they have to keep maintaining critical infrastructures. For those who cannot work at the moment, it is, however, possible to work on project planning and project management to some extent. Some associations are also organizing training webinars, so online, for example, on skills or new standards. Some of our members also told us that in this very special time, and I think it's really interesting, they are also thinking about the future of their jobs. With so many people confined, they have experienced bad Wi-Fi as well as cybercrime. This is outraging to think that at the moment, some hospitals are the praise of hackers. So on those topics, which are getting more awareness at the moment, electrical contractors and engineers have a role to play. As for European Secretariat, well, we keep on working. 
So we want to be ready for the Green Deal and we want the Green Deal to be ready in time for the recovery of Europe. This means that we are updating our members very regularly and sharing best practices across Europe. We are also working on many recent or upcoming EU initiatives like the climate law, an industrial strategy, stimulus package, well, soon, uh, the renovation wave, the strategy for smart and sustainable mobility. So those are all topics in which electrical contractors are stakeholders with constructive insights to bring forward. And finally, I've been confined for more than two weeks now. And I think the most difficult thing at the moment is that we have absolutely no idea and no grasp on where we are going. So I'd just like to share with you a food for thought quote from Albert Camus. Au milieu de l'hiver, j'ai découvert en moi un invincible été, which could be translated as in the midst of winter, I found in me an invincible summer. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. I want to thank you, Julie, for joining us today. And we wish you the best of luck with your campaigns and know it's a very big year for all of us out there. Well, thank you, Lucas, and good luck for you. For more information about how solar rooftops can produce massive amounts of clean electricity and save up to 7 million tons of CO2 every year, check out our Solar for Buildings campaign. Sign the petition to get solar installed on all new and renovated buildings in the EU. Currently, 90% of European rooftops go unused at a time when we need solar more than ever. Find out more at solarpowereurope.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, shine on. Shine on.